Welcome to The Arts in KC, a podcast from the Northland Symphony Orchestra with your hosts, John Coster, Dr. Ian Coleman, and music director, Jim Murray. Hello, I'm John Coster. This is Jim Murray. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ian Coleman. Hello, everyone. And today, gents, our podcast has three sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by the Bach Aria Soloists. This fabulous ensemble's repertoire is adventurous and broad, including chamber music from Renaissance to contemporary, vocal arias, tango, and new living composer commissions. Their signature arrangements can be heard in every concert, bringing ancient and modern music to look new life. Check out their brand new album, Le Dolce Serene, and get tickets to their upcoming April performance, Handle and Love, at BachAriaSoloists.com. We are also sponsored today by the Nash and Francis Cato Law Firm. Their personal injury attorneys are intensely familiar with the difficulties faced by you and your family when your lives have been forever changed due to someone else's negligence or intentional act. With over eight decades of combined experience, their personal injury lawyers deliver results, obtaining the compensation you deserve to restore your health, pay medical bills, and recover lost wages from personal injury cases. Learn more at NashFrancisCato.com, including all adverse advertising disclaimers the choice of a lawyer is an important decision should not be based solely upon advertisements and finally we are also sponsored today by the william jewell community school of music ian yes so the community school of music is uh, a part of the department of performing arts at william jewell it offers lessons to what well, anyone really who wants lessons primarily that tends to be people in pre-college years who want to take lessons from expert teachers all of whom have degrees in music but we are willing and able to offer lessons to anyone so if you are a little later in life and you want to go back to playing the trombone after a few years off we can accommodate you so community school of music we're here for you and any of your music lesson needs excellent now that we got the the officialness out of the way i can relax <laughs> i don't have any scripts to follow jim we have a concert coming up we do have a concert april coming 2nd up. april 2nd that Three is correct o'clock. yes north Kansas city high school you got it might feel like one is taking a trip. It might be like a sojourn. A sojourn. Yes, it's our Scandinavian sojourn. Uh, and uh, as the title implies, we've got a great variety of maybe lesser known composers from Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Uh, and we'll talk much more about that on the concert cast. Uh, but um, yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a great program. Three o'clock, free admission. And yes, come take a trip with us. That's right. You'll be glad you did. And uh, we also have a save the date announcement for Trivia Night. Yes, June 6th. Yes. Tuesday. Yes, we're back at Belvoir uh, Winery in Liberty, which where we were for many years. Great host, wonderful setup. And we are back at our trivia fundraiser. It's always a fun night. So start putting your teams together, start getting ready, and we'll get ticket sales here going pretty soon. Excellent. So today, gents, we've I've often referred to our podcast planning document mm-hmm. on this podcast yes. where we throw yes. a bunch of ideas. And, and it is a real document. It yes. is. And it's not a mythical adding, thing. Right, it is. Usually I'm adding to it mid-podcast when we come, hey, this would be a good idea. Yeah, and we, yeah. we went, so I was going through that, pulled out a couple that I thought would be good for the next couple. And the first one is sharing the story of our favorite piece of music or pieces and how we first encountered them and why we keep coming back to them. And I... When I put through this out and everybody's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. 
I was like, okay, that'll be good. And then I went back <laughs> and listened to some of my favorite ones again that maybe I hadn't gone back to in a while. And I was like, I'm so glad we did this. Like, just <laughs> for my own Well, it sounds like you have more than one. Gratification. Well, do we have, do to, have to stick one. to I'm one? I'm sticking to one. Yeah. I'm personally I'm sticking to one. Well, that, I feel like then I have to stick and to I'll, one. And I can explain I why when I go <sighs> through Thanks. it. Yeah, um, just to put you on the spot. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, teamwork. Yeah, yeah. there you but, go. But maybe Ian and I can go first. Yeah, and I think that would be good. Why. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll lead off because yeah. um, I, I think my tastes are fairly well known around these <laughs> listeners' parts. Yes. Um, so it probably won't be. So uh, Festive Overture by Shostakovich. Uh, that's a great piece. It's a great uh, piece. And when I, listen, when I went back and listened to it, I used to listen to it all the time. Like it was my go-to. It's like six minutes. Yep. Um, it's one, it's a, if you were, the, a, the train leaves a station yep, and yep. does not slow down. If yep. you're a, a baseball player, it'd be your walk up. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, yeah. and I was, when I obviously for this, I was like, okay, I need to go back and do some research, you know, learn more about it, understand it a little bit more, watch it a few times and listen to it a few more times. So he did this in three days. I don't know uh, if I knew that. I it was for that. a. It was for like the 37th anniversary of the the Russian Revolution or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was a, it was a celebratory yeah. event, festival piece. They're like, hey, you need to write this thing. So he did it in three days. Yeah. Within one hour, according to this, the the information I read, within one hour he had a courier coming back to him that was then taking a page of the score at a time out to over to the other place where they were then breaking down the score into parts Possibly, so they could yeah. like copy it and get it all ready for Man, you know, rehearsal. That's quite a deadline. That is. So, but then one hour of him agreeing to do it, he was already like shipping pages of the score off to get, to get broken down, which, so then I, you know, with kind of this stuff in my head, I started kind of listening to it and I was like, okay, like this, I mean, it's great mm-hmm. and it's, but it's not, it's not complex. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, not overly complicated. And, and I was trying to, um, think of a relative similarly similar thing or similar entity in a, in a different space and i kept coming back to like a chef oh like okay. a and a five star i mean shostakovich is you know at the top right yeah. he's, yep. he's yeah. Yep, he's a Michelin-starred composer. Right. That's right. Certainly not Rushmore and, and Russian, you know, stuff. Yep. But yeah. and he basically it was like a chef of that caliber saying, "Here is, you know, like a bacon cheeseburger." Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's gonna find the best ingredients. Yeah. He's gonna prepare them perfectly, yeah. Yeah. and you get this just all this amazingness. But it's yeah. not too elevated. It's not too yeah. weird. It's not beef tartare. It's not one something of these everybody loves, yeah. but it's the highest yeah. level of it. Right. And it's just like here yeah. you go. Like here's what. This could be yeah. if a, if someone put it together. That's why I can't. I, like, I like, like that. I I like that. And I was and I was struck by um, if we had more of that, mm. like more composers that, especially in current times, mm-hmm. right, where we we do have a disconnect between modern culture and mm-hmm. the pop culture and this sphere in which we tend to spend a lot of our time. If we had composers that were, you know, not not quite to maybe like a Leroy Anderson level, right? But just composing for the masses, right? Composing for the sake of um, either special occasions or, but but bringing it down just a little bit to where it was still, it's still the best cheeseburger in the world, right? It's still, it's still a great thing. Yeah. It's still a piece of art, but it's more readily consumable. It has all these great things. I mean, you know, you read it, you listen to it and you watch it and, 
everyone gets something to do. He passes the melody around yeah. super well. He does. He incorporates all of my favorite things. Well, so you're also great snare drum part. Well, you're a violinist, super fast, and a strings. percussionist. So, have you played this work? Number one, I think you have with me. Um, but yeah. is, is why is this your is is the reason why this is your piece from a formative experience of playing, or was it hearing it, so or it hearing, certain time in so your it was life? Hearing it. So I, it was on a eighteen twelve mm. overture. Russian awesome. Russian whatever. greatest yeah. hits. Right. right. I think it might have even just been those two things, right? Or maybe, you need maybe to stoke your nationalism. Yeah. Yeah, maybe right. it may be like Tchaikovsky's right. one, or, you know, Symphony yeah, yeah. One or something or Symphony Two. Right. Um, but yeah, it was those three things, right. and um, yeah, and I remember listening. No, no, I take that back. That's I apologize. It was uh, it was his. It was Shostakovich number five. Oh, that uh, makes sense. And then paired, yeah, exactly. a normal yeah, yeah, yeah. compact yeah. disc yeah. pairing for yes. those of you who remember what compact discs are, right? And so I think I had to have, I think I bought that CD because the year I made Allstate Orchestra, we played the fifth, the fifth move, the, the, the movement, the yeah, one that everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, um, yeah, the last movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, from that. And so I was listening to it because that's what good Suzuki yeah. students do. You listen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and all good students, but um, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then that was just on there. And I remember listening, I was like, oh. Okay, like this is this is hitting all my happy place notes. Yeah, like, right. um, but you love Shostakovich five, but this is the piece that this is the piece that because for me it's it, my biggest uh, beef, quote unquote, with classical music, is that because they're so long mm-hmm. and because they're so wide in scope, typically, especially a great symphony, right? Mm-hmm. Loud, soft, long, short, get over like, it. It's like you're not going to be perfect for thirty minutes. You're not going to, you know the. A thirty-minute symphony for me that was perfect is going to be thirty. You know, thirty-minute symphony for you two. That's probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like enough with the sound already. Like, you know, give me some variety. And so, you know, like Shostakovich Five is great. The ending is amazing. But even that last movement that we've talked about before has that like really fairly long mm-hmm. lull of just quiet like little ethereal ephemeral, section yeah. yep. mm-hmm. and even i kind of like okay well, can i skip through that and get back to the good stuff like <laughs> and so for for me like yeah. this that's why this one is because it is there is no part of it i would take out there is no more yeah. that i could add like i never think oh maybe great if like there was a canon in that or like there's nothing like, like, like a it's just tchaikovsky canon or like a musical canon uh, Tchaikovsky. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sorry. Going sorry. Going boom, 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 the boom, boom cannon, or around. But so I think this is all fascinating. I, so it sounds like, in a sense, what you're describing are all the reasons why people like popular music, right? It's because it's short, it's self-contained, a great song. You know, you come back to it multiple times, but you always love it because it's short and contained, and it, there's a there's the possibility that it could even be although this is a difficult word to use, but perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It, could, it could be a, a perfect little expression of something doesn't need any more, doesn't need any less. And I think there are pieces in classical music like that, of course, and this is a great example of it, but it is not the prevalent um, way that classical music is written. It, is, it, you know, it tends to be more, this is, this is the novel, not the short story, right? Classical music. And this is sort of the great short story Right. Well, and, and we've music. talked about this before, and, and this might be similar in that obviously music that's written for because of an inspiration from the artist yeah. for the sake of expression versus for a third party purpose, mm-hmm. whether like it's making money, yeah. well, making money yeah. or or just to celebrate, celebrating, celebrating, right, 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 yeah, yeah, doing it for a movie, you know, yeah. match pairing with a yeah. movie, right? Yeah. All of those things impact, obviously, but it 
it gives almost it when we were talking about the the class and how yeah. you structure or that part of like yeah. i'm going to give you a purpose to write this piece so that i can narrow down the inf infinite number of possibilities for you and start allowing you to hone right yeah. so when everybody's on the same page with what we're here for yeah. and why we're here yeah. and then it's done yeah. by someone of this yeah. caliber like I think yeah. the recipe for greatness is you know because we're like oh I'm, here's here's the concert notes for this piece it's like okay I I, I can maybe kind of get kind of where you're going but you obviously have a lot of different theories about what your these words mean to you and all these different things mm -hmm. and and even even with that kind of stuff but like um, there was something in here that, that I'm trying to. Can we go back to the yes. food while you're doing that? Just because, you know, we're actually recording this around lunchtime. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I love all this parallel. So what I would say, and we all, all of us love popular music. There's lots of popular music that we all enjoy. Um, but sometimes I think that popular music is like fast food mm. and you're hungry an hour or two later, yeah. where Festive Overture is the gourmet cheeseburger that fills you up for a long time right does that make sense yeah, yeah it's the best for, for me it's the best of both yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. the best of both worlds it's a wagyu yeah you know yeah. perfect dry aged bacon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah perfect yeah. brioche but all that kind yeah of stuff. yeah so stop it the, now i'm really gonna yeah, I don't know. so three other things i'm gonna mention about this one there is a instrumentation for this which of course i would love <laughs> which is of course he's got it's the full romantic period orchestra well it's and it's but he has an it includes an extra complement of brass. Yes. So an extra four horns, yeah. an extra yes. three trumpets, and an percussion. extra three trombones. Yes. Yes. I don't know how often times it's done with the extra brass. I, I, I can play this snare drum part for memory because I'm pretty sure. Do you just do it for fun at home sometimes? Uh, well, that, when I was a kid, I did. <laughs> like when I, I had a drum, and I would just sit there and, and you like, call me to a clarinet. Man. Uh, yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> the other bit is, and this Jeez, is something that I don't want to spend a lot of time on, but I noticed it and it made me think of some of the conversations we had. So the opening brass fanfare was recycled from the quote birthday movement of the children's notebook i did not know that which i'm not familiar with personally but i don't think many people are familiar with right. that no and then um so someone else observed that it its resemblance to um glinka's overture in his opera rustling oh yeah yeah, mm -hmm. well, yep, yep, yep. So, i would say that yep. what, what got me about the birthday part was we've often talked about um when someone's writing something you have to make decisions, right? Artistic mm -hmm. decisions of like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But in your brain, that you're thinking, man, man, if I was writing a thing, this would be a really good X, yeah, right? This right. would be a really great this. But obviously, it's not going to fit here. So you just kind of table you it or, you, or you cut it later, yep. and you stick it over. And then something like this comes along and you're like, aha, I've got this. And you mm -hmm. slide it right in and then off to the races you go. So I found that kind of interesting. The other note I'll make about this and then we'll move on is... Um, this was only one of two works that he ever conducted himself. Oh. Two of his own works that he ever You know, I'm going to ask you the other work. Do you know what it is? It is Cello Concerto Number uh, 1 with uh, Rostropovich, I'm yeah, sure. You know. no um, and that he, for That's both of really these, yeah. were a performance that took place at a festival devoted to his mu uh, music, music in 1962. Um, and this was also the musical signature theme of the 1980. Uh, Russian uh, somewhere, yeah, yeah. which would, of course well, makes sense. Just before we move on, because I know we're going to, I thought a couple of things about that. We should make a note of the idea of uh, pieces that had material that was previously composed for another mm. piece 
that comes back because I think there are setting a yourself up for a lot of homework on yeah, your that, own. That's yeah, all on that's you, buddy. That's going to be you. But yeah, yeah, well, no, that's fine. I, would, I, can, I would find that fascinating. I already think of... Um, of um, no, no, don't give it away. Well, okay. Don't give okay. it away. Okay. Have have our, they have I to have a reason to tune in. I'm going to give two okay. right off the Well, if you come up with a couple more, you'll be okay. And I bet there's a number that we could think of if we just put our put our heads together. And then my other sort of thought on this was... What about the the? Is, are there other pieces that spring to mind when you when we describe this the short work by an expert composer that is punchy? Uh, are there other pieces that we could just just so our our our, our audience could perhaps go and explore? You know, they might listen to this piece, but they if might they come to the concert on to. our next concert, I would I would nominate Finlandia to be one. Yes, of these. I would agree. I would say I, we're I, closing with Finlandia. Be, for me, it would be like Candid Overture yeah. is yeah. one that yeah, I, I like. That, but Finlandia like is also open. written for a specific type of an event yeah, it mm-hmm. it's yeah. that same kind yeah, of so i mean i think it matches yeah, yeah. candide's great as well but it i think and but and but candide the difference candide is i think you know it's kind of extracted out Probably of you know right, and right, so, right, right, um, right. I, the other piece that sprang to my mind is is um copeland's uh fanfare for a common oh, man yeah, absolutely and then um yep. john adams short ride in yep. a fast machine which yep. is a uh you know six minutes or so yep. of, of just it's like the, it's like the yep. festival uh, overture Fifty years later, you know, you know I mean, short ride. Yeah. I think there's I've a wood block it, yeah. that goes all, all like a metronome through, all yeah. the way through it. The poor guy like, goes through all the meter <laughs> changes. All he does, all yeah, he does for like six minutes is pop, 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 couple pop, of spots pop. where he just has to yeah. shift. But other than it's, that, it's yeah. it's insane. He's right? the I mean, star. He or she will be the star of that production. So there are a number. There are a number. I think so. That would be. I mean, not to not. I don't know that we can make. I don't know if we can make a whole podcast. It's amazing what we can make. Well, we'll let you do whatever. We'll let you. (laughs) We've made a whole podcast off of much less than that. This is true. But the idea of you know you know sharing short pieces that that have this you know this effect. Um, And the other thing I love I love about this piece is how he presents the brass idea at the beginning, and then he does a lot of other stuff, and then he Mm -hmm. suddenly brings it back. It's like he pre. He's like, okay, I'm going to make sure this brass stuff that I could derive the material that comes after around the chord so that I can fit this right in at the end and, mm-hmm. and I love it when composers do that and there's a couple of examples of that Spitfire um, oh, that's the a great prelude for a Spitfire. yeah I heard that the other day Prelude what, what is that prelude. Spitfire and Fugue Prelude and Fugue William Walton's yeah, William Walton's yeah. piece with it's Spitfire it's a great piece it's a great piece and it, and it, he I think it's starts, a Spitfire prelude, isn't it? Maybe it is, but there's a fugue, right? I mean, there's a yeah, 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 there's yeah, like yeah. a prelude part, and then yeah. there's a fugue part, and then he brings the prelude back. But I'm not at the sure that's the in the title because you don't want to scare not. people. No, though, that's right. Fugue. Fugue. I love a good fugue. Oh, I do too. Yeah, that's a good piece. It's a, it's got that same same. Another podcast, yeah. our favorite fugue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little fugue in G minor for me. Oh, that is a good one. Fugue you. That's the name for the. That's the name of the podcast. We got it already. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Ian, what did, what did you bring to the Okay, table well, today? so, you know, you, as you started talking, I suddenly thought to myself, maybe I should change mine because... I, but I have to stick with it. Because it was Shostakovich Festive Overture? No, it wasn't the Festive Overture, but it was the other piece on that same CD. Shostakovich 5. Number five. And I would, I would tell the story of why, of, of you know, how I it. ended there. Uh, um, I will not be picking a Shostakovich piece. Well, okay. we've had this before where, I mean, we... We've, yeah. I mean, we've discovered we've, we've, this before, yeah, yeah, where especially yeah. in a few pieces, yeah, you and I have a, shared a kind some of a, yeah, a so. connection yeah. there. Yeah. And that frankly, yeah. it should scare you. It, it, well, you know. Well, first of all, thanks, Jim. Yeah. Second <laughs> of all, if it this says anything, it's that if you have not heard a yeah. CD or an album that's yeah. got these two pieces on, you it, need to go download. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Will, and they're great. I love them too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so here's the story. I was studying for my A levels um, in England back then. You did O levels and A levels. Yes, like all good wizards, and so, <laughs> so my uh, 
my my A levels, uh, one of them was in music, and for it, I had to. Uh, it just happened that because there are so few people who go on to A levels, we had a sort of a, a, a group of us who would meet together at a central location in Bristol, where I grew up, and so it was students from all over the city would come together, and for the A levels, you had to, we had to study three pieces, and all three of these pieces have remained favourites of mine. One was the Bird Four Part Mass, which is is a great piece. Sure. And the other was, uh, even though this, I would not consider this is actually really a great piece. It's always stuck with me because I enjoy it. Why would I say it's not a great piece? Well, we can get into that another day, but it's Smetna's From My Life, a string quartet. You may not even know of it. It's fairly obscure. It's an interesting choice for your for instructors the levels. or for it, whatever well, that's right. that yeah, decision. It was, uh, the whatever committee board, make yeah. that, yeah. And and what these things did is they put you in a genre. So once right. you once you you learned about the four part mass, that got you talking about Elizabethan music, about English, uh, golden age of English music, blah blah blah. Yeah, we so all the questions are related to that. The same with the string quartet. It got you into chamber, chamber music, music yeah. and late nineteenth century chamber music, and you know, so you 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 branched out more widely. But then the other piece was Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. And I had uh, never heard it before, never heard any of these pieces before, but I distinctly remember, as, even as I'm going to tell this story, it, it's going to occur again, that I, the hair on the back of my neck is going to go up and I'm going to be uh, it, back in a moment when I was 16 years old, sitting in this musty room in this old, you know, Victorian house or whatever it was. It was, it was pretty old, old kind of cent music centre that we would all go to. And back then, uh, I, I'm trying to think how, what year this was when I was 16. Um, yeah, it'd probably been like 84 or something like that. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, I, I, uh, back in, in the times before, yes. you know, we had, it was a record. I mean, it was... It was An LP. Yeah, that's right. A big... Yeah, and I can remember sitting in the back room. I remember it was kind of stuffy and hot. It was probably, you know, warm in there. Yeah. And, and I remember the teacher saying, well, okay, we're going to listen to the Shostakovich Fifth Symphony. Did I you remember, listen all the way through? We were going to... I, th I think at this point we were just listening to the first movie. Oh, I, 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 I think, don't think we were listening to the whole thing at that. that although we were there for... Like, like, like we get, yeah, it was yeah. a long. It was, and we did music theory, yeah, yeah. and we did music history, you know, and, the, and so. And I can remember, I just have this image of me taking the 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 LP out of the cover, putting the, the cover, putting it down on you know on the on the. I can remember moving the needle across, sitting there. I remember the. As we get rid of, I mean, all of that is Do you very, very who vivid. Rendition no, it was. See, this is a thing. I don't, and I don't even know. They probably didn't share. It, no, that's right. Just like because you, you know, conductors, orchestras. That's and not what you're thinking. Yes, exactly right. right. You know, and it's the London Phil. And then that's right. Yeah, it would always have been a brilliant. Yeah, every um, recording was a London Phil. That's right. <laughs> um, but then I remember that. Oh, da dum, da dum, da dum, da dum, and. And I was like, it was almost like I was, I was, you know, I don't know, just looking down or not. And I just remembered, like, you know, suddenly lighting up. And, yeah. and it had me from the beginning to the end. I mean, whatever, whether it was just the first movement that was played that time, or it may have been the whole thing, because I remember distinctly that I was gripped the entire way through. And it is rare, let's face it, <laughs> that you hear a piece of music, especially a piece of music that's 45 minutes long, yep. and you are gripped beginning yep. to end. Yeah. And um, and and so then ever since then, I mean, of course, I learned about it there. I learned about Shostakovich. I You've learned about played these. I I have actually I've played it in bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever actually been in the trombone section for an entire performance of it. Um, I I have opinions about it, of course. You know, if I go to hear a performance, sometimes I'm like, well, well there's quite a bit of tempo uh, debate about uh, that, especially piece. in the oh, last yeah. movement. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the that's, right. Yeah, there's, 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 that's right. There's metronome markings. There's what Shostakovich did. There's when we've talked about the 
that, that even that transition yep. from three to four yeah. and then yep. the first bit of four because I think it was uh, it might have been yeah, on your it list was for, like, my, the yeah, favorite, my favorite little, little, yeah. yeah like you can so, I mean like that's like I I think people are for whatever reason are super passionate about that yeah. work because yeah. you will get you will get whichever way you do yeah, it yeah. somebody There's will say opinion. it's wrong yeah right well. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm struck by there's a there was a memory I have I think I was driving like in the car or something just you know with my wife and we're listening to stuff and I put on some this and yeah. it comes on and I wasn't even paying attention I was picking and whatever it was you know fourth movement comes in and it was so slow <laughs> like it came in and it was like boom 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 and I was like I started screaming at the radio and like turn it off I was like nope we're not listening to this anymore yeah, like, we this cannot is, have you, this on the car this is Blasphemous! <laughs> like, how dare you do this to this? Like, but, uh, but, and I agree. I agree, of course, with all of that. But <laughs> I, I, um, I, I also think that the other part of this is knowing the story behind it, right? Yep. And, which we will not bore it, everyone kind of with here. But, yeah, right. blah, blah, but that the yeah. political elements. That yeah. is it really? Was he was Shostakovich really a you know a full on communist and sold on the ideas, or was he sticking two fingers up at the at the uh, forced know, rejoicing or business right, yes, rejoicing? Right, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and Jim and I are all, nodding. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's really helpful on an audio production, but we are not. Go listen to Shostakovich nine. And then, yeah, and, and tell then us what his yeah, political what his thoughts political, were. That's right. Yeah, yeah. what he thought that's about. That's a great it, one too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing is that this then became the kind of gateway drug to to yeah. Shostakovich as a whole. But you probably have you listened to like all fifteen of them or whatever. Well, I have not. Oh my There's gosh, I can't say. I can't. I mean, I probably yeah. at some time I've heard snippets of, well, but yeah. no, I haven't. But and there, but again, you know, in a sense, kind of like Beethoven. There's. There's your favorites, right? Yeah, that absolutely. You go back to, and there's the mm-hmm. ones that seem so to let me, get paired. So let me ask you this, as it relates to, because you know, one of these is like you go back to it, yeah. right? So yeah. do, when you go back to it, yeah. because it's not six minutes, yeah. like mine, so it's yeah. like it's easy to just play. You yeah, know, I think I could, I could listen to it three times just driving home yeah. from this, yeah. you know. Yeah. And like, what, what do you tend to absorb it all at once, or not at all, or do you are you able to just kind of be like, you know, what, today I feel like this bit yeah. of this or this bit I certainly this. can I don't I mean, you don't have a problem with just playing the last movement or just playing the third movement you know if, you, if you're in that kind of a mood sort of thing because it has a certain feel to it um, I also enjoy the arc of the whole thing I mean it's one of those symphonies that has uh, an engaging first movement a light hearted second movement Gorgeous a deep third, third movement mm-hmm. and uh, a, a light but punchy mm-hmm. uh, last movement right? so it has all those it's like it's like chapters of a book where each chapter is appropriate and because I you find feel... it's difficult with like say like Belshazzar's Feast which is yes. a similarly length although mo- much more broken up. yeah I, I have a really hard time listening the to the whole just thing. Bits. No, oh, no, just, just bits, bits yeah. really. Okay. Like, I, I want that full, yeah. like, yeah. that's what yeah. makes it, and that's part of my, not issue, there's certainly <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with the fifth, his fifth movement. Yeah, right. It's probably his best, yeah. but it's it's that, like, that's, that's designed yeah. to be yeah. part of a larger and whole. taken yeah. as as this Absolutely. one thing. And it, but I think, and that, that I think, that. comes exactly right back to the whole idea of why it is hard you know, to get into classical yep. music because it it requires it, it, it requires more. Yes, it requires more than listening yes. to a four minute. And song. there is a narrative. And it's hard. Over, You're not over, used to doing it. No, it's a skill. Right. Like listening it's is a, a skill. It is. It's a novel. It's like lifting a chapter out of a novel, yeah. and you don't really have full context. Which for, I think, for what's and this might on. be another possible spinoff. But I, but it, for all of us that do live performances, and this includes orchestras of every level mm-hmm. from community, like we would never ever, I would never ever program a movement of a symphony. Mm-hmm. For all of the reasons that we're, we're talking, talking about, about right. but it's very easy just to listen to a movement of symphony yeah. on YouTube or yeah. whatever. Like so, there's a but well, that I, happens a lot. It 
at a comp- like all state type of or all district yes, competition, yeah. like conductors will lift for right. the purposes of, of education, of well, education, and will, but also, and I, but you're also like it's introductions, yeah. right? Like these, right. you're trying to get these yeah. kids right. interested in like, oh man, right? Well, so youth orchestra, kind of, different conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. well, and, you're right and, about and, the yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a, a station that's become very popular in Britain, um, Classic FM. And one of their characteristics is that they play. They movements. Yeah, they yeah. will. So they so they there's it's a lot yeah. more kind of introductory. Yeah, focus. introductory. Yeah. That's the point. Is to try and get. And maybe we should do movements because you know we're all about first time experience. Well, maybe it's something I should consider. You know, but yeah, I've what, never thought of it. At what that if point. you did? Yeah. What, and what if I've often wondered if someone could put together a symphony? Now some people have done that, where you take yeah. a first movement from somebody else, a second exactly. movement that's from right. somebody else, right. and kind of and just. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, no one's saying these go. You know, no one's suggesting that. I mean, it would it would clearly be a bit a bit Frankenstein-y, right? But That's the word I was thinking. But it it would still be interesting to. to you could if, the, if it was for the purpose, uh, of, right? Like if it was yeah. like the this is an introduction. Yes. You or know, you could like, do like here are four first here are yes, four like, first movements of symphonies. Yeah. They, and talk yeah, about the different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think another great point of debate would be. Um, I often feel this whole this whole clapping between. Oh, that's a good conversation to have um, as well. Which we certainly don't have to have now. But I've often felt that the end of a first movement, m- not not in the case of Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony, right, but actually, others. but in others, you know, is a moment of triumph and a moment when you yeah. want the audience to clap. What I get frustrated at is when an audience seems to want to show that they know it's the end of a soft, quiet yeah. movement, and yeah. you're like, Stop. you know, I just needed a moment to enjoy the yeah. the end of the third move. I almost. I regret that Shostakovich tried to what oh, did I, Taka the yeah. two. I almost want to hear. I want a moment of silence between the, the third and fourth the third movement. movement yeah. the I, I think there's a there's a natural. I don't know. There's there's an interesting relationship between a conductor, music director, and mm-hmm. an audience. Yep. That well, I we're think, coming up with all the ideas today. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a podcast. there's a wall that they tend to leave in place. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes I think the conductor would would. Do himself and the orchestra and the audience mm-hmm. a great service by saying, "If you wish to clap here, yeah. feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. Like let we we yeah. want silence between yeah. this and this. Yeah. Like and just just little notes like that where it was yeah. like, for for the this is how I want. Just in the same way he talks to the orchestra, yeah. right? I want yeah. this movement to achieve this, so we're going to do it yeah. this way. Yeah. You talk to the audience and same you bring way. them in with you yeah. and say." We're going to finish, and if you want to finish with yeah. us, finish with us. <laughs> but here, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And let us all just listen to the echo yeah. die for about 30 seconds, yeah. Yeah. and then we're yeah. going to and move on. Because yeah, right. right. otherwise you're leaving it up to yeah, people yeah, with all your other ulterior motives. That's right. That's a good point. Well, and it's a culture shift at that point, right? I mean, it's almost – we almost – I mean, I find it frustrating, but we almost – Use it as a um, whether or not you're in the in crowd. Right? Right. Did you know you right. shouldn't clap? I can't clap. believe these yes, idiots right. yeah, are clapping we'll in between. Yeah. <laughs> Who started Cutting. it? Cut. Right. Cut. I cannot. Yeah. Right. And then everyone who's you know screams like brava. Yeah, 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 they yeah, think yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. like the thing. Like you don't just yeah. clap. You say brava. You know. Yeah. That's here's another podcast. Yeah. That's just we we already have a complaints podcast lined up. Yeah, we do. Let's just add it to that one. Um, anything else you want to notate? No, I, do, I mean, no, I think, the, I think, the, 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 or the, I mean, you did, I think, um, perhaps on another podcast, uh, um, the, picking up more on the idea of why we come back to a piece Second, yeah, is yeah. an interesting idea. And I think then I might talk more about my coming back to this 
as part of that conversation. One of the things about that conversation that a lot of data shows is that the age of which you hear the piece of music mm -hmm. is part of it. And all three of us have heard this piece of music in the same age range of our lives, which is generally like late middle school mm -hmm. through high school. And even like for popular music, that's the music we come back yeah. to, right? So part of that connection has to do with that formative time in your life. Yeah, I could see that. And that... Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear either of you say that, and mine's going to be from high school as well. Well, hope, so. hopefully you were able to narrow your... Yes, I've got it. One well, so for... Very lengthy. <laughs> yes, for me... Break. So for me, it is connected to an event. So it was invented, it was connect, it's connected to a concert that I played. And so all three pieces on the concert are really significant to me in my life right now. Um, but I'm going to select one, although I will tell you the other pieces if you want to know. Um, it, we're going to go with Beethoven Symphony Number no. 7. That's that is it for me. Now I did yep. have a poster of Beethoven on my wall in high school. <laughs> we did our favorite composers. Yep, yep. composer um, you couldn't live without. That poster that may was... be in my office at the college. <laughs> um, it is so. Um, when I was a junior in high school, uh, I auditioned and got into the St. Louis uh, Symphony Youth Orchestra, uh, which has started probably why I'm doing youth orchestras. Yeah. It started everything. I was a clarinet player in high school. Our high school did not have a full orchestra, so I never really played in an orchestra. I took private lessons. Um, I don't know how I got in. Um, the St. Louis Symphony Youth Orchestra is one of the few youth symphony or youth orchestras that are connected to the parent organization. So we rehearsed every week in Powell Symphony Hall where the players played. Every week we were there. Um, it was a phenomenal experience. And um, I'm not exactly sure I got in because th they, they went through like freshman, sophomore, college. Mm -hmm. Like the age out was yeah. 20, you know, like 20 years old or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Man, I, I will just say I was stupid young. Um, and so I went to that first rehearsal. There's a lot of things I remember about this first rehearsal, but Kurt Muspratt was the conductor and uh, four clarinetists. Mm. I'm the fourth of four and the youngest of the four. And um, the, the program is Irving Fine's Diversions for Orchestra, which mm -hmm. is a piece I still deeply love. Dvorak Cello Concerto with Sarah Santabrogio, who was the daughter of the principal of St. Louis' time, amazing player, and then intermission, yep. Beethoven Seven, And... Um, so for me, well, there's some borderline terrifying moments. Um, the conductor's like, clarinets, do you all have your A clarinets today? I did not have an A clarinet. And so the principal's like, you know, this college major, oh, yeah. You know, the second, oh, yeah, guy next to me who was a life star is like, yeah. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and he's like, you have a week. Like to go get, purchase another instrument that honestly you didn't even know existed. I did not know there was another key. So, like, the guy next to me, I'm like, what are we talking about? And he's like, and I'm like, he's like, we're going to do rehearsal right now. The part's all in A. Yeah. I'm on B flat clarinet, which is reverse transposition, yeah, right? Yeah, if you yeah. went the wrong way. And he's like, yeah. just listen to the horns. Yeah. <laughs> so he saved me kind of through there. Um, so that was a little bit of trauma. But um, mm -hmm. I never heard the symphony, right? So my first experience was hearing it live with this orchestra in our yeah. first rehearsal. And I'm sure that's why... Yeah. It resonates to me this day. Um, there's other, so obviously I got an A clarinet, yeah. learned the part. It was a great experience. I played with the orchestra for three years, including my freshman year of college, where I covered like a lot of bass clarinet stuff for him. But um, so I think that that's my first real formative youth orchestra experience. Um, and then I would also, I would say that, so that there's so much wrapped up in this that's non-musical, mm. right? Like mm. the emotions of this, the um, going through the, what you know i don't belong here i shouldn't be here hey i'm getting this down i think i can hold my own i think i've got this you know and then you know the process of doing three more concerts right uh that whole sequence and and i we we can talk about this another time but i mean in many ways i think that set my 
path, yeah. right, yeah. Um, for many yeah. things. And I remember, um, remember a couple of things. I was convinced that that conductor had no idea who I was, right? No idea. Why would, like, you know, fourth clarinet, you know, yeah. I, I'm a second doubler. I only, I only play when the second clarinet part's like mezzo forte or louder, right? Yeah. That's how they did the doubling, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then at the end of that year, we did piano, uh, Beethoven V, Piano Concerto, the Emperor. It has all these clarinet solos. And so I was doubling for the first chair. And this college student was always cutting it close, like coming in right at 2 o'clock. So we never shifted. We figured she'd be there. And one day she wasn't there, which meant I had to move over and cover it, right? Well, I practiced. I knew my stuff. So I played those solos, you know, yeah. just as she would have and everything. And we get done with that piece. And at the end of that at that, at the end of that piece, the conductor stops. And he's like, thanks, everybody. Hey, nice job, Jim, on those solos. And I'm like, oh, he knows, he knows my, my I didn't care about the solos. Like, he knows my name. But, but to this day, like, like. In, I mean, in the youth orchestra, I call every student by name. Like, I, yeah. that's a big thing for me because I it was such yeah. a big moment for me. And then you're in a group of 70 students. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and funny enough, when I started to have delusions of conducting, I sent an old-fashioned letter, because mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. we had back in the day, probably my sophomore year in college, to Kurt Muspratt. Mm -hmm. And he sent me a lovely response. And he's like, this is what I'd recommend that you do, and great to hear from you. Yeah. And I'm like, so... So Beethoven seven, I love the second. I love all. I love all. I love the. I love every single movement. But yeah, that's it. Another about forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, basically. and a very significant piece. In, yeah, in, and that probably set me all on the Beethoven train, right? Because yeah. it's, it's like it's like the like you like so once you once I'm doing seven, like I knew five, yeah. right? But then I'm like, oh, eight. What's that? Yeah. yeah. So and then it, yeah. So Beethoven seven for me. And I, I, why I keep coming back to it, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well that's another <laughs> well, podcast. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to program it every year. Matter of fact, yeah. we're overdue. I'm overdue I'm for, for a Beethoven another, 7 another in my show. life. So. You know, the part of all of that, that that really resonated with me was when you described that moment of going down the line and, you know, it's got the, <laughs> oh. yeah, got the A, got the Because I knew, a, I knew it was coming. Yeah, like, right. it was the anticipation. No, I don't. And, and, and then that internal dialogue of, I don't even know what, yeah. you know, what is an A clarinet? And that just reminded me of many moments as a, you know, getting, <laughs> a getting developing a, musician. Yeah, you know, getting a part and, and looking at the clef and like, why isn't this in bass clef? Because right. well, it's in tenor clef, and you should read tenor clef. It's like, well, wow. I don't. Well, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. you're time to figure it out. You I know? still have many of these. Still yeah. have many of these moments, and they're almost always centered around the ridiculous languages that which people name percussion instruments. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have a whole yeah. book. Right, because yeah. they're like, you know, this, you know, it's yeah. for t this one, yeah. it's grosso, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, like, yeah. and you look it up yeah. and you're like, oh, you could have said bass drum. Or you know, it'll say. It'll say, you know, casa, and it means yeah. grand casa, right. yeah, yeah, bass drum, yeah. but it just says casa, yeah, but it's written like for yeah. bass, and you're like, okay, I'm going to play this as bass drum, and I hope that Jim yeah, yeah. says something so, in case he's wanting a different tone. Something else. You know, yeah. like, I, I, I actually have a book about, I'm, I'm using my hands again, about an inch big, yeah. that is simply percussion instruments in every possible language. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Because it, you just encounter oh, so it. just makes you feel, you know, yeah, like say right, you, right. you play some, you know, yeah. Norwegian piece, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, I don't, yeah. well, 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 you said it best, she said it, you said it best at the last rehearsal, and I'm going to write this down, when you're telling another percussionist, um, I learned a long time ago that Jim sees everything that goes on in rehearsal, and if he chooses not to comment on it, it's his tacit approval of whatever's happening. <laughs> so that that is that is true. I don't know if all my orchestra members know this. I see everything that goes on. It's also true that that happens in a classroom. Absolutely, by the way. Right. Right. you have to choose what you comment don't know on. Right? What it's, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got away with it. No, you didn't. No, no. Right. no. no. Just, just let it go. Let you, yeah. <laughs> Bigger issues. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Other things. To or deal with. I like the term tacit approval. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, that's, 
you know, whether it's approved or not. Yeah. It's the way it's going to be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I will, I'll post links um, to all three of these pieces so that people can go. And um, and what I might do is, is follow up maybe. Do you have a favorite version of Shostakovich? Oh, I don't know if I do have one, but if you need a recommendation. Yeah. In fact, you might even just use the link, if you still have it, from the last time when it came up before, because I know that was yeah. a good yeah. well, version. Any, it, anything's yeah. going to be fine. For these standard rep pieces, yeah. you, know, well, you can't I, I go might, wrong. I might reach out to him put the links up to maybe some of those other like shorter ones that sure. Oh, sure, sure. let yeah. people kind of yeah. explore yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah. Um, sure and i'll just find the um the uh the bernstein version that'll be yeah, fast yeah. enough I'm sure. oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. just because you can take it that fast doesn't yeah. mean you should sure. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not always sure about that I think yeah. it's it works like, the same way too just because yeah. you can do it that slow letter doesn't mean you should <laughs> i mean he was at the uh, yeah. so uh moving on now we just basically did what are we listening to because i know that i was listening to this bunch that's but true we also have you want more assignment. yes oh. <laughs> and you knew i wanted more. i know so I'm, prepared. Right. I'm prepared i'm yeah. prepared i got it me too so uh well jim since you went last you can go first okay. well beethoven you... <laughs> <laughs> um what else well I, I think to? it's been a little while since we've channeled the true clarinet nerdiness of the situation so i'm going to to talk about a clarinet you mean like 45 seconds <laughs> freaking out over <laughs> well, well no like as far as we've <laughs> It's a great clarinet part. Um, uh, we featured clarinet stuff. So um, Anthony McGill, if you don't know who Anthony McGill is, you should. Um, he is the principal clarinetist of the New York Philharmonic. He was the principal clarinetist from that. He, and I will say objectively, because I did some research, is uh, is considered by many the best clarinetist in the United States living mm-hmm. at this time, mm-hmm. maybe even globally, but then that kind of gets it done. Yeah. But anyway, he, he is a, we would call him a monster player. He is just ridiculous. Ridiculously good. So, um, Brahms clarinet sonatas, mm-hmm. which were written yep. for the clarinet, yep. lest anybody say viola. Mm-hmm. Violas play it, but it was written for the clarinet. He has a great album that has both sonatas on there. Um, and I, I've been listening to those because number one, Brahms. Yeah. Uh, number two, clarinet. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think really, <laughs> need we say I more? think really, number one, clarinet. <laughs> number two, Brahms. Oh, and, nice and, you know, I will say that this guy. And I'll say this, I, I feel this about many people. Um, sometimes I have to stop listening because they're too good. Like, it makes me, like, want to get rid of my clarinet forever. Like, that's, that's the level we're talking yeah. about. So, yeah. I, I, it's wonderful chamber music, clarinet and piano. Each one's four minutes, four minutes, four movements. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty substantial works. But if you love the Brahms symphonies, there's such... Yeah, yeah, Brahms is great at um, figuring out how to make pretty much any instrument he wrote for the most virtuosic that is very be, true like mm-hmm. very good at showing off players but not to a point say like paganini right where it's a like bit ridiculous yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and i will say as somebody who's played these sonatas uh several times it, it's harder for the pianist brahms mm-hmm. is always harder for the pianist yeah. but it's the same thing it doesn't right. sound like the piano players killing themselves but it's real hard mm-hmm. well I, and that's without getting into a sidetrack again uh, <laughs> the, the when these composers work with performers when they yeah. know the performer who's going to prim and i have no idea with the brahms whether he knew the clarinet i should know that but i don't and but when they do and then Usually they write it there's too. often a yeah. there's usually a yeah. there's usually a reason to write it it's usually true for Mozart, all clarinet clarinet yes, right, yeah. and which is great because then they get to work with it so i yeah. i sometimes wonder what influence does the player oh, have sure. on, on the, the final shaping of the award yeah. we don't know how many rough drafts and, right. and changes and i but i love that collaborate yeah. the idea of a collaboration where the piece is well, better. And I'm sure you well, said, 
Okay. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, yeah, you never, you never get in the in the composer notes of of a score no, to say right. like, I would have loved to do this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but the Jerry clarinet could is not handle it. So, but if, I also if you think, can, like, just replace yeah, these yeah, measures. Yeah. As like, you uh, teach young composition students, and I've said this to lots of composers who I've worked with over the years, is that like working with if if that's not your primary instrument yeah. or instrument family, yeah. and working and talking yeah. to those people, what I always what, what I always find fascinating is for commissioned works or things like that, when I collect the parts back and I give them to the composers yeah. and they look at how the actual players yeah, mark things yeah. it's always an eye-opening experience yeah. like why did they do this why you know yeah. so anytime you can consult with is, is a beneficial always thing. a good idea what are you, All right, so, well, it's interesting that we're on this clarinet kick <gasps> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> because Come on. while i i don't necessarily have a particular <laughs> love of the clarinet yes it happens that this week I was listening to, um, and, and I'm going to have. I even brought show and tell because it's radio, and that's yeah, just that's what really we, that's uh, what we do. That's right. Um, but this is a score by the the Scottish composer James McMillan. I'm familiar and with James McMillan. You, you want to have a go at no? Uh, no, is that see, Scottish? Uh, it's Gaelic. Gaelic. So yes, in a sense. Do you know how um, to say it? I I do because there's a pronunciation guide on oh. the inside. So it's actually um, Truja. Okay, well, if you could see it, that's not what it looks like. Nope. Uh, T-U-I-R-E-A-D-H. But uh, apparently, Truja, if I'm, if I'm even reading the pronunciation correctly. But what it means is Gaelic for lament, um, which he also says is, is like requiem. Clarinets um, play a lot of sad it, stuff. Yeah, well, it's for strings, string orchestra and clarinet. How do I not know this and, piece? And um, it is, it is also, there friends, is also... Do, you, do yes, I need right, to program do, this piece? Well, I missed this. Well, then, then, oh, then no. we look, and yes. He's so, opened the score, everyone, and it and, is quite virtuosically <laughs> yeah. challenging. Um, so we will not be programming that it, it is, again, back in, in the early 90s, uh, or the late 80s, um, it, there was, a, there was a, a fire that broke out on what was known as the Piper Alpha Offshore Oil and Gas Platform. Well, that it's sounds oil bad. rig in the North Sea. Oil and gas Only and fire. three yeah. had been on the same. That's right. Then we would have been better. <laughs> but they didn't have a good escape plan. They didn't have good... And there were a number of people who perished. And uh, so there was a, uh, a sculpture that was commissioned uh, to, to, to commemorate this event. And then he was commissioned to write this Okay, piece. so off the sculpture or off the event? It, well, it, it's a, they were partner pieces. That's so I, fascinating, it, I right? Don't so you know. have like the event plus the artwork plus the musical yeah, work. right. But I don't know which came Got first and how they, you know, that, yeah. Um, and so... And it could have been simultaneously, but it's still cool to have two different art yeah, forms. It is. It and is. of course, the fact you picked a clarinet piece is amazing. And he uses, um, because it's a lament, he uses uh, traditional vocal and instrumental laments um, gestures found in folk music of Scotland okay. and he embeds that in his work which he does a lot in a, in a lot of his work the piece is hard to listen to the piece is definitely 20th century, 21st well 20th century, I mean late 20th century um, and it definitely you know you don't you don't put it on you don't get home after a busy day sure, yeah, stick right, it on right, the background right, right. and have a nice glass of wine to it you know right. that's it's not that kind of but but it, you know it, I think it is a piece that has value and and worth and and you know wow. sits in this area of 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 being um, both a a a good piece a good clarinet piece I mean a good piece but also. Um, a difficult piece. This is not a piece, you know. So, so let me ask because since you brought the score, and since you are a composer and yeah. a teacher, and obviously you're a conductor, you know. So, yeah. I'm obviously you guys are both gravitating to this. It might yeah. as well be, you know, foreign language to me to, to listen to that stuff. But 
when you typically discover pieces or learn of pieces or want or intentionally maybe mm-hmm. would be a better word yeah. go to discover or learn a piece for the first time how do you tend to approach it score first then listen listen right. first then I'm score it might be different between the, the two fields well, here I, I, right that's why yeah, i'm curious because right. I, I, I mean the piece is obscure enough yeah. that knowing of it, it would, would be, be one. A thing. Yeah. Having the score to yeah. it yeah. preemptively yeah. would be yeah. a, a, well, an additional so layer. So I'm just curious if there's the answer is all of the above, right? I mean, I, I, I would, but a, probably on balance, you hear a piece first, and then decide to seek it out. And a part of seeking it out is finding a score, so you can see how the heck did the composer get to do that. And one of the great things about music is the composer has to leave all of their <laughs> secrets on the page yeah. in a way that the painter doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you don't know what special mix they did to get that certain color or whatever it might be. So that, so I think the, the answer is usually in this particular case, uh, when a, a music store here in town went out of business, we were able to inherit from them a number of scores and they tended to be the more obscure scores Stuff that, that no one had ever and bought. That's where you got it from. And this was one and of them. they gave it to you? Let's let you take donation. So it's, it's, um, it's your William Jules. And I've right. been slowly picking them out, you know, and yeah. I know James McMillan. I've been like, oh, well, see. And so that now and again. You probably didn't I, know it. No, didn't know it. I mean, I knew, I kind of knew of its existence, but I had not chosen to listen right. to it. And I had not listened to it, certainly with the score. Right. So my first listening of this piece was with the score. Now, hearing a, is this a, something you think you're going to use and can use in a class? I, I, there are elements of it that I Techniques certainly could. That, yeah. There are certainly other elements that if a com- composition student were interested in, yeah. in learning, I, there's some things I could say, well, look at this or listen to this, you'll see some ideas. As far as like finding new music or things to program, sure, listening is, is going to be the first way into it. But then after that, that for me, I stop that. Yeah. And then it just goes to the print. Yeah. And in, in Jim's case, I'm going to hazard a guess that you're also thinking about, well, if I were going to program it with this group, can they handle yep, it? Yep, absolutely. You know, all the, all the they take a quick peek at that one part. That's why I need to see the score. Yeah, I mean, after 25 years, my ears are pretty good at discerning that stuff, but sometimes you've got to see the tricks in the paper. It's more deceptive. Because you don't want to be in rehearsal week two and go, I've made a terrible mistake. You ain't going to get through this. Well, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, right. I, I tend to listen to classical music, I think, probably less than the two of you, at least on balance, um, for, I mean, yeah, for a variety of reasons. Right, right. That, that's not part of my job. For <laughs> well, yeah, there's um, that. <laughs> so I, this is a group I've talked about before. Are um, you going to talk about Muse? No. Oh. I'm going to talk about Mute. <laughs> is it a different group? Yes, and one I've talked about before, um, if they're, they're German. Uh, and they they are a German like street marching band. I've talked about it before on this podcast. Oh, I do remember. You, yeah, I do think. No, it's just we've done so many over the years. So John. they are they are a basically an organic electronic dance music group. street band. So they right they don't use any like you know beat yeah. mixers or electric stuff. It's a guy with a bass drum, snare guys drum. with snare drums. Toms. A sousa, you know, yeah. marching sousaphone, yeah. guys with bells and marimbas and all that stuff, and trumpets and trombones and stuff. And but it's very much EDM as far as like it's, you know, wow, yeah, you know, very, it's electric yeah. dance music without the electricity, yeah. exactly. The um, and so they have a they have a new album out uh, that came out late last year, late twenty two. Um, I think it's called Tom T A U M E, and it's great if you if you like. 
if you like EDM and I think if you got a bent towards like live music or classical music, it's like hey, I kind of like it's very you know ephemeral. You know, it's kind of stuff you listen to in the background yeah. and yeah. nice melodies. You know, and but they're all good players. Wait, working you know, at the desk. Music. Yeah, you know, and just it's very nice, easy listening music. And if you can enjoy that type of music, then you should definitely know about these. Uh, very these interesting. People. So I do remember looking them up last time, yeah. whenever that was. So. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, not, not a lot of words. Like I said, it's EDM. So yep. it's, it is right. what it is. So, all right. Um, That's a long one. Yeah, we're not done. I know, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. The question. Don't be a mug. Uh, Don't be a mug, Dim. Jim. Uh, okay. I'm up for it. Fire away. All, all right. right. Here we go. So speaking of great um, people and great ensembles okay. in the New York Phil. Yes. Recently announced that they have stolen... Yes. Uh, Heisted. Yes. Um, Gustavo Dudamel yes. from the L.A. Yes. Correct. So big news for big yes. conductors yes. and orchestra yes. lovers around yeah. the world. Yes. And I was curious if the two of you knew to what ensemble he was first appointed to as music director. Dudamel? Back in 1999. Mm. So this is not the Youth Orchestra of Venezuela. In Venezuela. That, yeah. It's that, just the... Because he came up was it the that, Simon Boulevard? He came up through youth that system. orchestra. There was a, there was a but I don't know if that's his first youth. It used to be it used system. to be called the Simon Boulevard something something, and now I think yeah. it's just like the Venezuela National Youth Orchestra or something. You would be correct. Uh, the Simon Boulevard. Oh, there you go. Symphony Orchestra yes. of Venezuela. Wow, yes. I did not know that was his first appointment. appointment. Yeah. At least according to the records I could find. No, that according would be to fair. the internet. It's well, a, it was a wonderful fair. system, and it, it raised a number of really oh, great... Oh, yeah, and it kind of led to the El Sistema system in the United yeah. States, which yeah. is what a Harmony Project KC is right. kind of connected with. And yeah. Wow, that's a good. I thought you were gonna be like, can you name all of the music directors yeah, of the New York the, Phil? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, going back in time. Yeah, no, we can do that another time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another trivia. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a good one. Yeah, well, it done. was good because I knew it. Yeah, yeah. we got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't have ten minutes of you guys. Maybe it could be French, romantic period. Uh, I don't know. It like the Anaheim Community Orchestra. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get off track again, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, <laughs> Thank you again to you're our welcome. sponsors, the Bob <laughs> What's that? He I said, said you're you welcome. welcome. He's not thanking you, Ian. He's oh. thanking the sponsors. Oh, oh okay. Thank yeah. you to our sponsors, the Bacaria Soloists, Nash and Francis Cato Law Firm, and the William Jewell Community School of Music. We have a concert coming up on April 2nd at 3 o'clock. North Kansas City High School, Sunday, free admission, Scandinavian Sojourn. That is correct. Save the date for Trivia Night, June 6th. And rate and review us. I don't care if you liked it or not. Give us five stars and yeah. tell us we did great. Yeah. There are well, at least several five-star moments during this, right. yes. so just focus yeah. on We're those. We're here on a Saturday. That's right. That's right. On, give us, Around lunchtime. Yeah. That's right. We're hungry. And I'm going to leave everybody with something a little different. Anyone who's anyone has heard about ChatGPT. Or GPT. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So I asked oh, no. ChatGPT, GPT, whatever it is, whatever it is, um, why one should co- support a community orchestra oh, my gosh. over a the professional orchestra. Uh, what did in it the area. say? I'm going to read it as our outro today. There are many compelling reasons to support a community orchestra mm-hmm. over a local professional orchestra. Here are just a few of the most important reasons why. Community orchestras are more accessible, 
because community orchestras are typically run on a volunteer basis and have lower operating costs, they are often able to offer more affordable ticket prices and reach a wider audience. This makes it easier for people from all backgrounds and income levels to enjoy live classical music. This is music. like our mission statement. <laughs> community orchestras offer opportunities for amateur musicians. If you're an amateur musician who loves playing classical music, a community orchestra can be a great way to stay engaged with your passion this and improve is terrifying. your skills. Many community orchestras welcome amateur musicians and offer opportunities for them to play alongside more experienced professionals. Oh my gosh. Community <laughs> orchestras foster a sense of community. By participating in a community orchestra, you become a part of a larger community of musicians and music lovers. You'll meet new people, make connections, and have the opportunity to share your love of music with others. This sense of community can be especially important in today's increasingly isolated and disconnected world. That's amazing. Community orchestras support <laughs> local talent. By supporting a local community like orchestra, we're getting redundancy a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you're supporting local musicians and composers. Community orchestras offer fe often feature works by local composers and showcase the talent of local musicians. This helps to build a strong cultural identity for the community and supports the local economy. Community orchestras are often more innovative. Because community orchestras are typically run by volunteers and have lower budgets, they are more willing to take risks and try new things. This can lead to innovative programming yeah. and more diverse range of musical styles and genres. Overall, while local professional orchestras certainly have their place, there are many compelling reasons to support a community orchestra. By doing so, you are helping to support local talent, fostering a sense of community, and making classical music more accessible to a wider audience. It's wow. time to welcome our robot overlords. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Arts in KC and for your support of the Northland Symphony's free, high-quality classical music performances for over 50 years. For more information, visit northlandsymphony.org.